LF podcast, where we're focused on fashion, fitness, and of course food. This podcast is all about bringing these three parts of your life together to help you get the most out of your passions. We're here to help you look your best, feel great, and also indulge in some maybe not so hidden temptations. <laughs> we are by no means experts in any of these fields, but we do hope to bring people to the show who know what they're talking about and can help you with some of these aspects of your life. You only live once, so why not live a life worth living? On the show today, we're bringing back a special guest, Amber Leah, for a second round with us. Today, we're going to talk about something that couples well with the fashion, food, and fitness industries, especially if you're going at it hard. We're going to talk about financial independence. No, I'm not talking about becoming a multimillionaire and living like a celebrity. I'm talking about having asset-based income that actually exceeds your monthly expenses. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this fantastic conversation with Amber Leah. So today we get a chance to sit down with Amber Leah for the second time. Welcome back. Thank you, JP. So we're going to talk about something a little bit different today. Last time we talked about IW and Friends and how well that's been going in your life. Today we're going to talk about financial independence. It's a very interesting story, actually. Um, yesterday I went to a financial summit um, hosted by Microsoft, and they have a really interesting quiz about um, millennials and how they see their finance and how they um, well use their money or save their money. One thing it surprised me um, over th- well, according to them, like, over <laughs> over thirty, yeah. Um, over 75% of millennials actually will save their um, their tax return. Um, I personally spend it on vacation, <laughs> and I don't, I don't know. By the end of the day, like after I finish those quiz, it's really interesting. I feel feel like I'm no longer a millennial because <laughs> a lot of those answers are very very surprising. For example, like a lot of them search uh, personal loan instead of credit card on. Um, on mobile, and that search volume is really, really high yeah. on all those uh, millennial segments. Um, they actually save um, a lot of money on four one k. So, like, there are a lot of uh, very interesting insights from according to to, to um, Microsoft. But, um, but yeah, I think. How big was that data set that they? Oh yeah, that's my question too. How big is the sample, right? And they not dis- they did not um, disclose. I mean, I don't like talk to people about their finances because like none of my business. Uh-huh. But like. I've never, ever heard someone saying, got my tax return. Yep, just put Save that it. in I the know, bank. right? I can't believe it. I personally, because I do not have a lot back anyway, so I just put yeah. it to my, uh, and my birthday usually is in, in springtime. Yeah. So right after I get it, I get on a vacation. So, um, But other than that, I think I have really good um, uh, financial advice for my generation because I feel like you need to be financially independent so like I said last time um, so you could have some saving to achieve your your dream yeah Um, so yeah I think the first thing I would say is spend much less than you earn okay Um, especially be smart on those subscription based um, products so like for, for example a lot of my friends subscribe a lot of monthly um you know, services, um, Hulu, Hulu, Netflix, Netflix those, yeah. yeah, and don't, 
and you probably don't even wash that much. Um, so like probably pick one or two um, shows you really really like and, and try to just stick on that uh, channel. Another thing is um, I always think um, companies always have you know deals or promotions. So like for example for subscription based business they always have a free trial or freemium product yeah. out there. So maybe try to subscribe those um, instead of paying it. So that's my number one. And I've had success with canceling uh -huh. and then they don't want you to leave. So they offer you a discounted price. Yeah. For not leaving. I mean, I've done that on like, so like, I don't go do it on purpose, but I'm like, oh, whatever, I want to, for a long time, for like a couple years, I'll buy HBO for three months. Three months to watch Silicon Valley, mm -hmm. and then I'd cancel it. Yeah. Right? Or I'd do something like, oh, I want to go watch this TV show on Hulu or Netflix. Like, we don't want you to leave. We'll give you like half price. So yeah. I'm like, why would I pay full price like exactly. ever? You know? Um, another thing, there are some websites called like coupons.com or savings.com. They always have really special price from, from those companies. So I believe those, those will be a, you know, better service if you really, really want to pay for it. Um, another thing is, you may not want to, like for example, right, pick the right season, like Olympic was sometime around, uh, um, what's the, that, base, not baseball, but um, Super Bowl, right, yeah. Super Bowl and then Olympic earlier this is actually really close to each other. So if you want to subscribe, then subscribe that free trial from NBC, yeah. then you have both. So like, try, to, try to be smart um, when you when you want to subscribe anything. and. Um, there are a lot of free tools out there that could help you to moni um, monitor all your subscription-based product and sometimes you don't even need it. For example, I, um, earlier this year I realized that I bought some domains and I never ever use it on GoDaddy.com so I just, you know, cancel all of them and start putting them back to the market and sell it. Yeah. Um, so things like that, you just need to be very careful and make sure that you spend much much less than you earn um, because that um, having the um, having your saving is extremely important when you be uh, be um, financially independent. How do you recommend actually following your budget? Like, let's say people are adults, they sit down every month or whatever you want to do it, and have a budget in place, right? How do they go about not being the oh, I can't spend money kind of person, right, when they're out and about or doing something, but also following their budget appropriately. How do you kind of ensure you have kind of money allocated appropriately? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's say, let's say yeah. you budgeted, like, you know, $1,000 a month to, like, food yeah. costs, right? Like, either for lunch or with friends or whatnot. How do you not get, like, branded as the... Uh, cheapskate or whatever. Like, how do you ensure that you kind of balance things out? I think the first thing I always think very differently. So I think first thing is I would do a um, financial fasting. So I okay. try to maintain not spending any money except food or transportation yeah. for 15 days, and that you have really clean baseline. Like what do you really need to pay for yeah. and go from there, right? So, so you're saying you can't buy a pair of shoes every week or yeah. you walk out? Yeah, or maybe like a month or two yeah. months and see how that goes, right? Try try to do like food or, or transportation. Other than that, just don't spend any money. I'll spend maybe $10 a week or something like that. Try to do it that way and then you, you will kind of have a... Um, you, 
you will have a baseline that how much you could save and how much you need to spend and then try to you know go from there um, I, I would say some social expenses are, are definitely uh, are definitely worth it um, you make new friends you make yourself happy so so when I say save a lot than you earn I didn't mean that like you don't even spend any but like make yourself happy spend what you need to spend but make sure that you monitor it accordingly well so like what about the all the listeners are there all these you know super fly fresh guys that have like three girlfriends you know these dates aren't gonna pay for themselves maybe just cut two of them. <laughs> <laughs> that's my first suggestion um, but you mentioned a really interesting point um, I used to have a tenant so he ran my apartment and then one day I need to fix something for him and then I realized I opened that refrigerator and then I realized there's nothing in the refrigerator not even a beer so I found that he had two girlfriends and he ran that place just to you know have some fun with another girlfriend so um, I I think those things you could control and you could manage and if you really have two or three days at the same time I would suggest that um, not go to too many like fancy places um, you know try to be self-sufficient sometimes just well, if you have three, I don't know how do you bring them off at home or something. That's every like, discussion, yeah. Yeah, um, but no, try to try to put things under control. Yeah, I mean, it's more like less asking, like just kind of how often people spend money on food, right? So like, you know, budgeting X amount for lunch and dinner every week, right? And then when you go out and about entertainment-wise, maybe only go out two nights a week instead of four nights a week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It takes under control. Um, and in, well, when you're spending money on food, I would also su- suggest, like, if you could cook, just try to cook. Um, that could save a lot of money, too. Yeah. Um, Leftovers for lunch, yeah. Yeah. And probably, you know, for those money you save, you could probably hang out with your friends more. Um, yeah. So how would you recommend eliminating debt, right? So let's say someone gets a job, they're millennial or they're midlife, and like, I don't even make enough money that I'm worth. How do you kind of get to the point where you can start paying off your credit cards, pay for student loans? Well, how do for, you- yeah, thanks, thanks for asking this question. I think it's really crucial. One thing I do want to tell you guys is like, even just for credit cards, make sure you don't just pay that like minimum because if you just pay that minimum, the credit card companies is going to charge you the interest. And I, I realize a lot of my friends don't know that. A lot of my friends just pay the minimum and then they keep paying, paying, paying. And you will never be able to pay your debt because they are charging interest. Um, otherwise, the bank make no money, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, make sure. The one thing I do all the time is like auto payment. Um, just pay all whatever you 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 just you know yeah. uh, own. I mean whatever you um, you had on your on your credit card. Um, if you know, for example, a student loan, right? I would actually, I, I really try that. And then the student loans rates really not low, so yeah. I really want to pay them all um, in, instead of not like pay them all at once, but like try to pay them as fast um, as possible. Yeah. Um, so yeah, try to do auto payment and try to just you know uh, make the money back to the bank credit card. What are your thoughts on like uh, some of Warren Buffett's principles? The one that's on the top of mind is pay yourself before paying your bills, right? 
Like, what if I just want to get a bottle service this weekend? Yeah, yeah. What if I want to get like bottle service this weekend, and that's how I pay myself, yeah. right? But then I'm going into debt like two thousand dollars for this girl who's never going to call me again, right? Right. right. <laughs> how, how do you kind of balance that more realistically? Like, how do you? set money aside for yourself and also pay your bills if you feel like you're not making enough for the lifestyle you want to live? I think, so there are a few things you could do. One is definitely try to find another part-time job. I highly recommend that. Um, there is a website called uh, freelancer.com. Yeah. Um, so try, there are a lot of people who try to, you know, find contractors or freelancers and for a lot of small projects. Um, so yeah, go there and try to see if any projects match your expertise. Yeah. Um, most of them look for um, developers, but a lot of them actually look for, you know, cold call sales, uh, or even marketing uh, specialists just for very, very, very small projects. So try to do that if you really need to. Um, and I used to have two, three jobs when I was younger. So, um, and those those are, you know, uh, the time that, I mean, those are the jobs that really helped me to, you know, pay my dad to credit card uh, when I was younger. Yeah, I actually met the CEO of ShiftGig today. Uh-huh. And he's like, do you just book like a four, six, eight hour shift whenever you want to work? Like. And someone in the crowd was at a seminar. Someone in the crowd was like, hey, like, why do people want to do this? They, like, can't, like, feed a family that way. He's like, he answered pretty well. But one of the things he mentioned is, like, somebody want to pay off their student loans or their credit cards. They just need an extra $100 a week because that pays that off. And then they can go ahead and, like, live their lifestyle. It's like, whatever they have to cover, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or even now, like, Uber or other, you know, you know, just make money from there, um, from, you know, if you have spare time. But yeah, I highly recommend that, um, try to find some part-time job, um, you know, after the eight hour of your, your main career. That's extremely important if you really need that. So how would you go ahead and define financial independence? What is your definition of that? I think financial, in, um, financial independence means that if you want to spend money, you don't need to, um, borrow or um, borrow from from friends, families, or or the bank. I think that's my definition of financial independence. And when I said if you want to buy something, I mean big things. For example, if you want to buy a car, um, you don't want to have a car loan. You just want to pay them off right away. Um, So you don't need to be charging interest. Makes no sense to me. So like... What's the best way outside of savings to get to a cash flow perspective that would represent that for someone? So I think, like, like I said, like I another part-time job, right? Another thing is I um, myself keep investing on stock. Okay. Um, so that's extremely important too. And there are, I'm kind of like um, learning a long time ago. So. Um, I think I started like when I was, I don't know, 19 or something like that. So I started from like just watching a lot of um, yeah. YouTube videos, how to do day trading. So day trading is extremely risky. I don't recommend any beginners to yeah. do that. But like you watch those like videos that make you feel very excited about that, right? And then I opened a thing as a Yahoo stimulator account or something like that. Right. You just, those money are not real money, but you kind of like put down like $100 or 
$1,000, those like virtual currencies on, you know, on the internet and try to monitor the stock you are interested in. And um, they will have like the real-time simulator telling you how much you earn, how much you lose. Um, that gives you some sense of like stock market and trading. And after you feel very comfortable, I recommend you to put, I will say, I, I personally put one-third of my um, monthly pay um, to, to the stock market and start growing it. Because um, the in, you know, inflation rate is not low. Yeah. If you just put your money in a bank, it's, you know, your bank interest rate is like 0.0029%. It's like extremely low. You're not making any money out of it. So you need to make money out from money. Um, so try to think of some investment. Um, I think stock, um, stocks are good. And one thing, um, we are just joking about it. Um, my friend told me that, well, my friend asked me like, if you could go back five years, what would you do? I would say I would definitely buy Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, try to, try to, I would recommend try to watch some YouTube videos. They will teach you how to be a, be a trader at the very beginning. So like there's the common phrase of you have to have, have money to make money, right? So before we jump into that, one of my favorite like quotes of all time is from uh, J. Paul Getty, famous economist, economics person like, he's actually the head of uh, commerce for Bush and Clinton. Um, he said that he would rather have 1% of 100 different income streams than 100% of one income stream, right? So diversifying yeah, exactly. your income. Assuming people are kind of, you know, saving money and investing and playing with the stock market, how do they know that their investment is actually going to be fruitful and when to like take it out, right? Mm -hmm. Like people kind of always mention the fact like, oh, I lost all my money in the stock market or, you know, this is going up and up and up. Like I'm gonna be a millionaire, I'm gonna sell the cash out at some point. What kind of recommendations do you have about being like in control of when to expect, like when to actually take the money or to be in control of that, right? Like. I, I, I guess just generally, like, if you invest in something, it's so far from a sure thing, right? So I'm asking, how do you hedge your bets in different investments and covering your bases? Because like, let's say you spend one third of your, sa of your savings, right? On an investment that you don't fully understand or it goes sour, like you're out one third of your salary that year. So I always have um, another goal, so is to buy um, investment properties to make it become very stable, you know, rent income. So whenever you could, you know, achieve the down payment that could buy a you know, studio or one bedroom as your investment property, okay. then you should take out the money. Yeah. Um, so that's my goal. So I had, um, I think I bought my first rental property back in 2015 and I just put down 30K. So like 30K, I think more than, I think two thirds of it is um, from my saving and one yeah. third of it from my um, earnings from the stock market. So yeah. you need to control it a little bit and, and make sure 
So I personally feel like the real estate market is actually really stable at this point. Um, and you could always buy something at a bargain price if you look it very closely. So I highly recommend you do that. And, and I think rent is really, really, really stable income. Yeah. Uh, from a cash flow, from a cash flow perspective, like every 30 days you will get cash. So think about it. It's like a paycheck, and it's really, really stable. Which I would say to invest into the asset itself to keep it up and running. But end of the day. I mean, I know plenty of people that have bought places and then rented it out. Like, that's why Airbnb got so successful. Yeah. Because people bought houses and then rented it out, paid the manager or cleaning lady to clean every day. And the weekly rent or the, you know, weekend rent is more than, adds up to more than the monthly mortgage costs. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so that's what I mean. Like, another thing you want to diversify your uh, portfolio a little bit, there are some very low risk. Uh, peer-to-peer lending, you could probably put 1k, uh, 1 or 2k over there, and your interest rate, it's actually really high, it's around 6% to 7%, um, but you have to put it down for, I think it's at least 30 months, or 32 months, something like that, so it's, um, you cannot take out your money until, you know, um, like after two years or something yeah. like that, but I think it's still very stable, so I put, um, I put, I put 2k to landing club like two years ago and yeah. then I um, recently withdraw that. Well, the main point is like don't just lift your money to the bank. Uh, make sure that you, you know, diversify your investment and make sure that um, yeah. it's not too risky but you're still gaining average, I would say average 8 to 10% return. Or uh, per year? Per year, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. our in- inflation rate is around 2%, 2.5, around that. Um, so, yeah, make sure that you hit something that you're not, you know, losing money. So if I invested $1,000 in something, let's say, like, I made 50k this year, I want to invest $1,000 or something, I'm expecting to make, like, 80 bucks end of 2018? Yeah. Okay. I will set some goals for myself, yeah. And keep browsing about it. There are tons of fintech company out there. Um, and I think that's a really cool concept. It's, it's they are helping consumers to to make their financial life brighter, right? You know, last 30 years, we all know that we screw up yeah. <laughs> on all the finance, right? We're just not very wise on debt and everything else. But, you know, information, it's now very transparent. So a lot of middlemen got eliminated. You could get all this information on the internet. So try to use the uh, internet um, and try to find those useful information. Um, like a few things I already mentioned, like Lending Club, they have a few really good uh, products that could help you to trip your goal. Um, and I'll, I'll try some other peer-to-peer lending uh, platforms. Yeah. Um, stock uh, trading is definitely in, important. Um, try to look for some bargain price um, or foreclosure or short sell uh, investment properties and, um, and invest over there. I think it's really, really um, hot market at this point. So for example, a friend of mine, I think she bought a um, condo in West Loop like eight years ago. Yeah. Now it's like just just imagine like think about it. That's I think she bought it around fifteen. I'm sorry, like a hundred a hundred and fifty. Yeah. That's already not trip, right? And now I think what I heard was around three hundred and fifty. Yeah. Something like that. 
So it's, it's just, you know, think about it. It's just becoming part of Chicago, right? Like, it was gentrified and now it's being cleaned up and it's where all the hot restaurants are. Yeah. So it's just kind of knowing where it is. Like, definitely um, not throwing shade on these kind of people, but, like, what are your thoughts on, like, financial advisors that, like, contact you? Like, I know how to invest your money. I'm going to do this with it. Like, tell me what to do. Because, obviously, they take part of commission, which is fair if you're paying for a service. But should people focus more on their own research and handling things, or should they pass it off to someone who's and claims to be an expert? So, I guess it's never uh, a bad thing if you just want to talk to them. Right. I always talk to people, uh, even I want to do it myself. So, talk to those people in a one or two calls. Just try to figure out like, what they offer you. Um, and, and try to think it through. Like, whatever they suggest you, you could do research yourself, right? Yeah. Um, so I personally don't have any uh, financial advisor, and I think their paycheck is literally too big. I think they're, you know, feeding all the fats. Um, like I said, there are tons of fintech companies out, out there trying to help consumers, right? Um, those companies provide very transparent information about, you know, investment and whatever. Um, so instead of sitting down with those, like, Wall Street guys, maybe sit down with them for one or two. So if someone wanted to like start a business in say the fashion industry, the food industry, or the fitness industry, right? What sort of cash flow would you recommend having set aside? Like so they have just kind of the invest like a thousand dollars in that? Because that's obviously an asset, right? A company is an asset. Or the rather, would you recommend them having more kind of built-up savings and assets and then applying that towards the business? I think, well, in terms of business, it really depends on how you feel comfortable about that. Okay. Um, I, my personal su- uh, suggestions would be not do the loan until you think that business is really, really going to work. Yeah. Um, so try to do some beta test first if you are you know doing some you know digital uh, products or whatever if you do physical um, product I really think you should bring it um, and again like, like I mentioned last time try to find some partners I think that's extremely important um, if yeah. you want to run some physical um, um, a business like for example a food company or like a restaurant and that and, and Require, like really, really fast cash flow. Well, I mean, I, you there's, there's so many, like, everyone has, like, the quote unquote, like, rich uncle, right? That, like, <laughs> runs some company, like, it's some restaurant, some whatever, and, like, they never work. They just, like, hang out all day, do whatever. But, of course, they, the people saying that never saw the back work or the money invested or more or less the blood, sweat, and tears that went into the fruits without labor, right? So I think I don't want people to listen to the episode and misunderstand like the work that used to go into creating these things. People saw some great things, but it's definitely not just check. I like paid Wall Street like TD Ameritrade a thousand dollars today. Hands back to the beach two months later, summer's over. All right, cool. Um, where's my $3,000 check? You know, like, 
it's, it's, it's definitely an ongoing kind of adventure for some. Exactly, and I think, you know, as I mentioned, like, you need to be very independent on this. Yeah. You need to um, keep monitoring and tracking all your, um, all your investment. And I think that's, that's not an easy, easy job at all. I mean, I've been, you know, um, trying to do that really good for, I don't know how many years, over 10 years. Because um, my parents, my parents are really cheap to me because <laughs> like, my parents will never play or whatever, um, they really try to make me, um, you know, be a financial independent person. And even they ask me to manage their uh, investment uh, properties. They never, uh, they never pay me that thing. Like uh, the rent, they all collect themselves. But I understand the ma- uh, mechanism from 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 learning from them. Yeah. So I think that's also very important. So sometimes if you don't know how to start something, like for example, you don't know how to start, you know, a restaurant or something, try to offer you as a volunteer for someone who actually established a restaurant. Yeah. Uh, uh, if they want someone to help them for operation, try to be a volunteer, um, and then you can learn a lot. So obviously, you haven't gone through this yet, so this is theoretical answer. Millennials meet the love of their life. You know, we're 25, we're in love, we need to buy a house, or we need to have a kid. What are your thoughts on investments versus starting family perspectives? I think starting family is, is also very important, right? But I highly recommend that you want to provide your family a very stable life, then yeah. you need to think it through. Um, I, it's okay that you don't have nothing then then, then, then start a family, it's yeah. totally fine, but once you have that idea, I want to start a family, then you need to be financially independent. You, if you're, you expect your kids, your or your kid is coming in the summer or something, then you probably start thinking how I could feed my family. So, you know, look back to what we talk, maybe find another job. Yeah. Um, just make more money so you can support the family. So I don't think it's it's a bad timing that you know you get married early because oh, actually yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, or have kids early. I I, I think. I think it's actually cool to have kids and then, um, you know, a, a very important, um, significant one um, to support you and um, so for all of you guys could, you know, be strong together um, and then build up your your finance together. Because you realize kids were the original assets, right? Uh, yeah. You yeah, run a farm with you and your wife and you need more workers so you procreate. Yeah, and, and they could be them too. It depends how you grow them. Yeah, it's farmland, man. <laughs> Wisconsin, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's that's totally cool that um, you know start young and then build up together. So once you are financially independent, what's next in life? Kick back, relax, live the dream. I think you need to treat yourself really, really well if you hit your goal. Yeah. I mean, like you know, go on a very chill vacation or something like that. I always treat myself really well for vacation, so. Um, that's weird. I'm never invited. Oh God, JP. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I 
think that's 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 the that's the thing. You enjoy your life um, if you are financially independent. You don't need to worry about you pay back the credit card or whatever because those are your actual savings. You earn that. You spend it. Make yourself happy. Make yourself proud. Make your family proud. Exactly, and you don't need to be very stressed. Like, oh, I need to wake up the other day and pay my credit card. Or you are afraid that you go bankrupt. So, it's a fun feeling for sure. Anything else you want to leave our listeners with before we sign off? Uh, no, I think that's um, that's all I have, and I really enjoy talking about financial independence. And as a millennial myself, I I think that's really really, really important. This was a phenomenal episode. Wasn't focused on fashion, fitness, or food per se, but definitely some awesome tips on how to kind of spend your money so you can enjoy the fashion, fitness, and food industries. For me, you know, I have spending habits that could be improved upon, like spending money on food or fashion where I really don't need it. Fitness, you know, joining gyms I don't need to do. I can just do a work at home. But it's always good to make sure you kind of have everything in check. So you can sit there and indulge in all these great pleasures in life between the fashion, fitness, and food industries. Make sure you have your, wrap your head around actually understanding your financial independence as well. This episode is sponsored by Bites Kitchen. The best of times are always shared at the table. Good food, good drinks, good stories, good friends. Wish I had any of those. (laughs) At Bites, they believe that good food is more than merely a part of survival. It is their passion. It has the power of transcend language, cultures, and ethnic backgrounds. Through food, they share their culture with new friends and old. They share a piece of who they are. And by coming together for meals, they trade good stories while creating new ones. At Bites, they want you to celebrate cultures from around the world. They've been inspired by Thailand, China, Japan, Korea, and more. They are also excited by the opportunity to continue creating new recipes. Food is always better when shared amongst friends, and that is how they shape their menu. With creative cocktails and a menu that is constantly evolving, a new story always awaits you at Bites. Show up, I guarantee you see me sitting with my Buddha in my hand. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Pod Directory, or SoundCloud. That way, you'll get our latest episodes sent right to your device when they come out every week. For reference, those are all linked up right in the show notes. While you're in there, feel free to leave us a review. If you do, all I can say is two words. Endless gratitude. Writing reviews helps us understand how we can improve the podcast as we all continue along this fun adventure in fashion, fitness, and food.